Hello, welcome to our new season of the Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they face throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Grace Webb and Grace is a qualified teacher and TV presenter while also, whilst also being a journalist in the automotive sector. She is also the granddaughter of the founder of Donington Park, Tom Wheatcroft. Grace is also a keen runner, having completed the London Marathon in 2019. Very impressive. Thanks for joining me today, Grace. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role that you now have today? Ah, that was a nice introduction. Thanks for having me, Grace. Um, Yeah, how my career took me to my role today. So um, I went to university and I studied to be a teacher. So my course was three years long and at the end of it I had a qualification that meant I could go straight into a school and start teaching. Um, But whilst I was a student at university I did dabble a bit with presenting. Um, My brothers raced in a motorcycle championship in the UK and I'd always go along and support them and I did a bit of interviewing and presenting at the motorcycle championship so I would interview some of the riders um, and start off the show so I did do a little bit of presenting when I was studying at university but that was just as a bit of fun I didn't really think that my career would end up going down that path Um, So after I finished university, I did get a job as a teacher and I taught for about six years before eventually changing my job as to be a full time presenter. And that sort of came about by, I suppose, being in the right place at the right time, because a producer from the BBC saw a video of me interviewing some of the riders at the motorcycle championship when I was a student and they contacted me to say that they were looking for a presenter for a children's show that was about motorsport and they asked if I wanted to come and try out for it and at the time this was just you know, an email out of the blue when I'd been teaching for six years and I, I I did go and try out for it and I got the job and it just seemed to marry up that the, the show was about motorsport, which was a massive interest of mine uh, and it was aimed at children. And so I think a lot of my traits that I developed through being a teacher helped me get that job. So I presented on the children's show, Grace's Amazing Machines, for four series, and then it just snowballed from there, really. I then got other jobs as a presenter, and I'm now fortunate that I can call that my full-time job now. So that's sort of the journey that I, I went on to get to where I am today in my career. So when you were at school, did you know what you exactly wanted to do or be or did that happen perhaps more later in life? No, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And if anything, I I kept changing my mind at each milestone, I suppose. Um, 
I mean, when I was your age, Grace, I, I didn't even know what I wanted to choose for my GCSEs. So mm-hmm. I sort of developed this motto of just making choices of things that I enjoyed. So at the time, I enjoyed sports. So I chose PE as one of my GCSEs. Um, I enjoyed learning about the world. So I chose geography as one of my GCSEs. And I sort of went along that that motto of just choosing things that I enjoyed. Um, so when it came to the end of my GCSEs, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had developed this love of photography and art and media. So I then changed paths. And when I went to college, I chose to do a diploma in art and design because I was really into photography. Like I say, when my brothers raced for the motorcycle championship as a way of sort of making friends, I would take my camera along and photograph some of the riders when they were out on track and sort of hand the photos out as a way of making friends. And I, and I really got into photography. Um, but again, at the end of my diploma, I was still a bit unsure, but I was sort of inspired by different people to sort of change paths again and went to university at that point to study to be a teacher. Um, I did consider doing a degree in photography, but I I changed my mind again um, because I did think, well, I I don't need a degree necessarily to tell me that I could take a good photo, but I did need a degree to be a teacher so I went down that path so um yeah I I didn't know what I wanted to do I kept changing my mind but like I say I I tried to just make choices for things that I enjoyed and it's it's done me all right so far (laughs) yeah I mean you don't always know what you want to do or be in you know in your case that's ended you up in such a great role now um as it does for many other people so yeah I think maybe the fact that you didn't always know what you wanted to do had maybe kind of in some way led you to where you are now exactly yeah and it's given me lots of variety as well it it allowed me to try different things and see if I wanted to pursue them or not so um yeah I think things happen for a reason and like you say it's it's led me to to where I am today yeah so did you go to university and how important do you think it actually is to go to university? Yeah, so I did go to university um, and like I say, I, w- I was a bit unsure as to what to study at university. And I, I think my main choice for going was that I was still not sure what I wanted to do. But at that point, m- my choices were to do a degree in photography But I decided against that because I thought experience in that industry would be better than having a degree. So I ended up doing a degree in teaching. Um, I was inspired by my sister to to take that path. But I think the importance of going to university all lies with what it is that you want to do. So in my case, to be a teacher, you have to have a qualification to teach. So I had to go to university to do that. But 
there are some professions now where I think experience is probably more valuable to an employer. Um, and there's so many options now that that young people have, such as apprenticeships and um, jobs where you can start your way from a certain level and work your way up. So I think I think that teachers and parents have a responsibility to to share with people your age, Grace, of what options there are. I mean, I remember when I was your age, I wasn't aware of the different routes that I could take. I I didn't even know what A-levels were, which is why I ended up doing a diploma, because it, it, it made sense to me. And that was something that I I could see presented to me and I understood. But I think adults have a responsibility like you say that are close to you teachers and parents to open you up to those options so that you're making an informed decision about what you want to do because like I say I don't think university is always the option but it depends on what what you want to do if you really want to pursue something that needs a qualification like in my case teaching then that is the path to go down but there's also many more options that are out there for young people to to grasp and take hold of full charge. Yeah, I completely agree. So the world is changing so much and also very quickly. So what do you think work for women may look like in 10 years time? Or perhaps what do you hope it may look like? Oh, in 10 years time, I, I think it will look a lot more diverse than it does now. Um, I mean, I work in the STEM industry through through my broadcasting and presenting. Um, I work in the automotive industry and motorsport, and it's quite commonly known that there aren't as many women in that industry as there are men. But having said that, I I still work in schools now with young children, with primary age children, and I I have a workshop that I take to primary schools where. I do work with younger children that's about designing, engineering, automotive, all those STEM based subjects. And when I do those workshops in school, it's so refreshing to see that both the boys and the girls are just as engaged as each other in the activities that we're doing, which gives me so much hope for the future that because they're all interested in it, I think it will naturally be that a lot of girls will pursue careers in areas where there aren't as many women as there are now. So it it gives me loads of hope seeing that now with young children, that that the the workforce will be a lot more diverse in in 10 years, like you say. Um, And I think as well, we have a lot more role models now. It's it's progressing. Work for women is progressing. We're seeing more women in roles that were a few years ago quite male dominated. So I think because we're seeing those role models through 
different media, television, social media, um, when you go to visit places. I think seeing those role models highlights to young children that they can do those things. Um, As part of my children's show, I get a lot of parents say to me uh, that it's great to see a woman working on a construction machine or riding a motorbike uh, because you know we don't see that very often so I think having those role models makes it a realization for younger people that oh we can do that and there's no reason why we can't do that so I hope it keeps progressing like it is so we can have more support and more opportunities for women. Definitely, definitely. So throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire as well? Um, yes, definitely. Um, uh, the person who sort of helped me make my decision for what I wanted to be was my sister. Um, she She was my role model. And when I left college, she was the person who I looked up to. My sister worked with young children and I could see the impact that she was having on her work. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I I want to have the same impact on young children and for them to to feel supported and inspired. And that it it was so... Um, enlightening seeing what she did and that made my decision that I wanted to go into teaching so it was sort of yeah an overnight moment really and I think that also goes to show how important role models are my sister was my role model and was the person who inspired me to to take my path into teaching so again it it is so important because those people play such a big part in the choices that we make. So, yeah, I would definitely say for me, it, it was my sister. It, it might be a family member for other people or it might be someone in the public eye. But I still think it is important to have those role models. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think role models can really kind of not push you, but allow you to experience new things and also gain knowledge that you wouldn't otherwise so I agree they can be a really useful tool yeah yeah and it's that whole the word inspiration is so powerful you want these people to inspire you and like you say encourage you and have faith to take the step into doing what you want to do yeah so as part of our Reach Next Generation Summit we look at diversity and opportunity for young girls from the black and minority communities. Um, so do you think as a society we are seeing more quality in maybe especially presenting? Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely a more open conversation now about equality uh, and about what different teams look like as well. Um and I think social media plays a big part in highlighting those conversations as well. A lot more people are talking about this. And I think more companies now realise the benefit of having a diverse and inclusive workforce because 
the more diverse your workforce is, the more variety you'll bring, the more viewpoints you bring. Um, different people have different qualities. So I think a lot more companies are realising how how much benefit a diverse workforce is. Um, but as well, seeing that equality working with young children, I can see that the younger generation view the world already as an inclusive place. Um, So the children's show that I film goes out on CBeebies and CBeebies recently released a video which was really sweet where they had two children who visually looked very different and they were the children were asked what's different about you and the the children were saying things like oh well my friend likes lettuce and i don't so they they didn't see a difference visually between each of them it was more oh well i like football and my friend doesn't it, it was more just what their interests were and it was so beautiful to see that that the young children didn't realize a difference and that they were looking at more personality traits and qualities that each of them had so i think that shows as well how the children are being brought up and what the education system is doing to help support their view of the world as well so i think we are seeing more equality and again a bit like the previous question i hope it keeps progressing so that more companies realize the benefit of this as well yeah completely So what would you say are some tips that you would give girls when they're starting to think about their own careers and their own futures? Um, I would say my tip would be, um, speaking from my experience, my tip is to make choices that make you happy because I don't think you can go too wrong. Um, if, If you're not sure what to do, we all have to do something and play our part in the world. So if you're not sure what to do, then make choices that are things that you enjoy, because it's so wonderful to see when I meet people who are passionate about what they do. Yeah. Regardless of what their role is, if they're really into what they do, I think it's brilliant because you know that they'll do the best job that they can in that role. And it's, yeah, it's just wonderful to see the the commitment and the passion they have for what they do. So I think if you choose something that you enjoy, you can't go too wrong. So that would be my tip. Okay. okay. So if you could spend an hour just chatting to three people over a coffee or a tea, or to be entirely honest, whatever you really want at that time, um who would they be and why oh what a tough question um okay three people over coffee the first person i would choose would be pink who is an american singer i i'm unfortunately not very musical myself Uh, i don't i don't play an instrument or uh probably have much rhythm (laughs) But I do really appreciate music and it's something that I can't live without. And Pink is one of the artists who 
I, I listen to her music all the time. And there's, I don't think there's a song of hers that I don't like. Um, but I also, I love what she sings about. Um, she sings about a variety of things from falling in love to women's rights. And I think I would probably sit and speak to her about what her inspiration is behind her songs and how she really feels about some of those topics. Uh, the second person would be, uh, I think, probably someone like the Prime Minister. So at the moment, Rishi Sunak. Uh, um, I think it can be easy to put blame on someone like him if there are choices that are made about the way our country is run. It, I think it's easy to blame him. So I think I would like to sit down and speak to him to get a bit more of an insight about how difficult his job is and how difficult it is to make those decisions and probably the reasons behind some of the decisions that are made to, to get a bit more of an understanding about it all. Um, OK, so this is getting really unusual of a group with Pink, Rishi Sunak, um, and if we're just going for coffee, I would say my mum, <laughs> because I really enjoy spending time with my mum and we can talk for hours and hours. So I I would choose her just because I enjoy her company. So I'd say that that would be my three grace. <laughs> That's a really good um, you know, choice. Um, I think Pink, I also really enjoy her music. I think the variety that she sings about is really influential. And yeah, I think she's great, and- isn't she? As as you said, it'd be interesting to hear her actual opinions, not in song, um, about yes, those yeah. different topics. Yeah, I agree. Um, but finally, um, I read that you have a real love for motorbikes. Um, so if you could own any motorbike ever made, uh, what do you think it would be? Oh, OK. Um, see, I get asked this quite a lot because of my love of motorbikes. I get asked a lot, what what would be your dream bike? Um, but do you know what? I, I, I think I already own my dream bike, which is so I own an Aprilia, an RRV 450 model, which was originally designed to be a race bike in a one make series. So what would happen with those bikes is that they would go straight from the factory to the converter. They'd convert them from how they came from the factory and onto the racetrack. But the the bike that I bought actually took a bit of a detour from the factory, but it went to a shop. So it ended up getting a V5 and a logbook, which are the, the documents that you need to put a vehicle on the road. So it went from the factory to the shop, then to the converter and onto the racetrack. But that was the bike that I bought. So it actually became the only RRV 450 that can legally go on the road. So that's what I love about it, because it's unique and it's one of a kind. So I, th- I think if I was to own a bike, it would be something that w- was unusual. And fortunately, yeah, I already I already own a bike <laughs> like that. But uh, but I love the way it looks, the way it feels when I sit on it. And it 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 just seems to be made for me so i i love it so much and that 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 would be 
the bike that I own, unfortunately, I already do. So I'm not selling it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Grace. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own futures and in their own careers, too. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more details about us and our upcoming summit will be at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you to our fantastic sponsors, Barclays, Centrica and Kingsley Napoli. (laughs) 